Welcome back to Knob Medieval History. Today's program is a look at the period of medieval history known as the Dark Ages. The early Middle Ages were the Dark Ages in medieval Europe. This is because the light of knowledge was extinguished. It was as if Europe descended into complete darkness. The Dark Ages. It has a tone of finality and sounds rather ominous. It was as if the world ended in Europe, and only later did civilization truly begin. The Dark Ages began in the 6th century and lasted until the 10th century, so 500 to 900 AD approximately. It is understood by many in the West that after the fall of the Roman Empire, the Europeans lost all knowledge of science and technology and reverted to tribalism. Well, at least something close to that. The feudal system began and Europe slowly climbed out of ignorance and finally made advancements in the 11th century. Where does this misconception come from? The 14th century poet and scholar Petrarch saw the period after Romans pulled out of Europe as a time of darkness compared to the Romans' light of progress. Petrarch was more of a classicist and held writers from antiquity like Cicero and Virgil in high esteem. He had his own bias in looking down on the centuries preceding his own, but dating after the Romans. The oldest written evidence we have of the term Dark Ages is attributed to Caesar Baronius. Baronius was a late 16th century through early 17th century cardinal in the Catholic Church who also acted as an historian. In his Annales Ecclesiastici, Baronius used the term Saculum Obscurum, literally the Dark Ages to refer to the period from the end of the Carolingian Empire in 888 through the beginnings of Gregorian reform by Pope Clement II in 1046. This was not in reference to a technological regression, but rather a criticism of theology during the period. Much of this was due to the installation of popes by powerful political leaders rather than through a democratic process, which was instituted later. The Theophylacti family were powerful noblemen who influenced the choice of popes and led to vast accusations of corruption inside the papacy. While this had nothing to do with technology or societal reforms, the term stuck. The 17th and early 18th centuries saw the Age of Enlightenment come to pass. This was a time when science and reason trumped the fallacies religion supported. Gone were the days of mythology and tradition touted as facts. Now scholars could look to the past and note that previous generations were blindly devoted to religion which kept them from pursuing any advancements. The age of reason. Intelligence reigned supreme. Well, at least what contemporaries thought was intelligence. It was not until the early to mid-1800s that research developed to how we know it now. Even during the Age of Enlightenment, Information was passed from professors to students to only be digested and regurgitated to that next generation through lectures that were not to be questioned or discussed. It was not until the German historian Leopold von Ranke developed the modern technique of source-based research and citations based on primary sources that scholars truly began to look to the past and see if what they learned through rote memory and lectures may have actually been false. The Romantics in the early to mid-1800s began to idealize the Middle Ages, and this passed on to the Victorians. However, the High and Late Middle Ages were often the focus. Thus, the Dark Ages idea remained. Toward the end of the Victorian era, the Oxford English Dictionary defined the Dark Ages as the period of the Middle Ages which marked the intellectual darkness characteristic of the time. 
This is a condensed definition, but essentially explains how the Victorians saw the Dark Ages. This clearly continues the misconception that the early Middle Ages were a time of backward thinking and a lack of progress. This misconception continues with the average person on the street. Those who follow history, more specifically medieval history, do know better. Even then, I have met a few people who read much about the time period, but still think the Dark Ages were a period of regression and a lack of innovation. It boggles the mind that these people who are well-read in this topic still focus primarily on the high and late medieval period, and so they completely disregard the earlier period of the Middle Ages. The time period even expanded from Baronius's decided range of years to encompass the 6th through 11th centuries, as scholars deem the Dark Ages today. Now, what was the reality? Well, honestly, to believe 500 years were a period of stagnation and even regression after the Romans left most of Europe and the Roman Empire fell is quite presumptuous. This basically implies the Romans were the only advanced civilization which had any positive influence on Europe, and without them, all that was left were base tribes with no capability of advancement or creativity. Highly unlikely. This also leads to the supposition that only the Romans had intelligence and there was a few centuries of idiocy reigning supreme. One way to support this misconception is to look at medieval illuminations. The artwork is closer to styles used in comics today. As compared to Roman art, the techniques were far inferior. Roman artwork made its way to Central Europe, so other regions were not unfamiliar with the artistic techniques. Did all knowledge of artwork disappear the moment the Romans left? Not at all. Picking out one time period, the Carolingian, it is evident art was not dead. It is also evident there was not only one style of illumination in Europe. There are a number of illuminated manuscripts which were created during the Carolingian era. The Godeskalk Evangelistary, dated between 781 and 783, was heavily influenced by Byzantine artwork. The Ebo Gospels, created between 816 and 835, were more reminiscent of Roman portraiture. There is evidence of Roman art from the 3rd century that proves not even the Romans were always consistent in their style. Popular were the gilded halos, such as from an image in the Hagia Sophia. The Utrecht Psalter is dated anywhere between the years 816 and 850. It was initially thought to be from the 6th century, as the style of lettering was no longer popular in 9th century manuscripts. Not at all a medieval version of comics, the Utrecht Psalter is full of pen sketches, and quite frankly looks like it could have almost been an inspiration for Albrecht Dürer. None of these works look like the stereotypical cartoony works associated with the Middle Ages. If anything, a typical example which comes to most people's minds is the Codex Manessa, created in 1304, well out of the Dark Ages period, and firmly in the High Middle Ages, the Codex Manessa looks like it should be the earlier work with limited artistic skill. No, the Dark Ages were not regressive in terms of artistic achievements. Works were created in various styles to reflect the stylistic choices illuminators or their patrons made. To claim the artwork was regressive would be like claiming Europeans lost all artistic skill between the late Victorian John William Waterhouse and the earliest 20th century artist Pablo Picasso. Knowledge of art was not lost, the fashions simply changed. If art is not a good example of the Dark Ages, then we can determine there was a lack of education preventing scientific knowledge from progressing. Yet that was not the case either. 
The Romans tended to either employ tutors or obtained educated slaves to teach their children, or send them to school. This was not the norm in the Middle Ages. Instead, learning was simply shifted to the clergy. Biblical texts were often used to teach reading, and the classical language Latin still survived. The Middle Ages were not against science and taught God was the only answer for any occurrence. Greek was not taught much in Western Europe. I'll grant that much. This limited the access scholars had to Greek philosophers who came before. Many Greek texts had been translated to Latin and were still available in monasteries, such as the works of Plato and Aristotle. Even though religion was dominant in early medieval education, astronomy prevailed. The need to note the dates and keep track of holy days encouraged following the stars to keep track of the time of year. Science did not advance much compared to earlier and later times, but the knowledge was not lost. Nor did the church refute all scientific discoveries which came previously. Technology advanced significantly during this period and provided the foundation for later inventions. The horse collar was invented between the 6th and 9th centuries while the horseshoe was initiated in the 9th century. Oxen were initially the animal of choice to plow fields. Horses, however, were faster than oxen and often had more endurance. The horse collar enabled a quicker and cheaper source of labor for farmers. This would eventually lead to an increase in food production and allowed farmers to spend less time on farming and more time on other skills and trade. While many are happy to dispose of horseshoes today, this is more due to the hobby nature of horsemanship and less to do with efficacy. When horseshoes were first developed, horses were not ridden for leisure, but were a vital member of the workforce. Farm horses would work almost daily to plow fields and deliver goods. They were required to walk over harsh terrain, which could lead to the breakage and wearing down of their hooves. There was the potential for less injury and less days lost to recovery with protection for the horses. This also helped with the increase of food production. Today we have paved roads, but the Middle Ages may have had cobblestone or dirt paths. These were not always kept clear of debris, which could injure the horses. Thus, even when not tilling the soil, horses pulling goods to market were also at a risk of injury. Crop rotation is considered common sense by organic farmers today. The alternative to replenishing the soil and pest control are often various chemicals. While modern farmers look back to an earlier time for inspiration, during the Dark Ages, this was an innovation. Ancient cultures engaged in the practice of leaving fields fallow to recover after a season of growth. But the two-crop rotation introduced the idea of planting different crops in the fields each year. This later changed to the three-crop rotation during the Carolingian era, which planted various crops in two fields and left a third field fallow. After the break-apart of the Carolingian Holy Roman Empire, there was the dawn of feudalism. While we may not look back on feudalism as an ideal societal structure, at the time, it was very useful. For those unfamiliar with this term or concept, the basic idea was a hierarchy with the king at the top. Under him ruled various nobles whom he granted land in exchange for military service when there were conflicts. Under the nobles were their knights whom the nobles had divided land amongst. Just like the nobles, the knights were responsible for assembling fighters in time of war. At the lowest end of the spectrum were the peasants. While life for a peasant was not easy, they had their purpose and, in theory, also protection. The peasants served the higher levels by tilling the soil and raising livestock. They were also the laborers for various other tasks. In return, it was up to the knights and nobles to ensure the peasants were protected in case of attack. It benefited the nobles as well, as it was only detrimental if the noble's source of food was destroyed during conflict. 
In addition, the peasants were allotted time and land to tend to their own food production. Granted, corrupt officials at various levels would abuse their power and the hierarchy would not always function smoothly, but the structure was in place and on the whole, it worked. This was a major advancement from tribalism and was the first step towards ending local slavery, which was an earlier common practice. These were just a few of the advancements of the so-called Dark Ages. This does not even cover the sharing of information between cultures through trade and travel. The Muslim world was considered advanced during the early Middle Ages compared to the European counterparts. Europe did not ignore the knowledge of other cultures, but often adopted some of the practices which would work in the various regions. As Muslims conquered Spain, they brought with them the knowledge of cotton production. This eventually spread throughout medieval Europe. No kingdom or culture was completely isolated and technology spread far and wide. I will not get into the development of cotton now, as that is another medieval misconception I plan to debunk in another episode. This week's book suggestion is Medieval Technology and Social Change by Lynn White Jr. Broken into three chapters, White looks at various developments during the Middle Ages. Yes, this week's episode is specifically about the Dark Ages, but White's book covers innovation throughout the nearly 800-year period we associate with the Middle Ages as a whole. The first section is about horse riding and mounted combat, so innovations such as the stirrup, which is commonplace today, helped change mounted combat and even affected the feudal system in terms of how various nobles would keep their tenants in check. The second chapter focuses on agriculture and covers the three-field crop rotation mentioned in this episode and equates it with better nutrition for the populace as a whole. White also delves into the use of horsepower over oxpower, also just explained. The third chapter deals more with engineering. As medieval people developed more complex machines, they also looked into ways to power them, such as through water and wind. While these ideas were already in effect even in ancient times, it was the medieval inventors who improved upon the methods. Thus, they are pulling from previous inventions. They are pulling from previous science and improving upon it. Granted, this chapter stems more from around 1000 AD, so that's more the High Middle Ages. Regardless, the book definitely helps counter the Victorian and Georgian ideas that the Middle Ages, and in particular, the Dark Ages, were really so dark. Instead, one gets a clearer sense how in no period of mankind's history did humanity completely stagnate or regress. Rather, we were always in a constant state of development. Technology may not have advanced as quickly as in the last 100 years with the easy access to electricity and then to computers, but it certainly did advance and build on earlier concepts. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and will join us again next week. You can find out a little bit about our historical group at our Facebook page. Just search for Noble Order of the Blue Button. We are the only group with this name. We are a group of friends and family who are passionate about history and enjoy sharing both knowledge and comedy. As mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we also make comedy clips set in the Middle Ages. These can be found on YouTube. Again, search for Noble Order of the Blue Button. And if you prefer, you are welcome to email us at nobleorderoftheblubutton at gmail.com. No spaces, no dots, no underscores. And share any suggestions for topics you would like to hear covered. Thank you very much for listening. 